Arkansas Shelly, the podcast. I'm Shelly Poole. Let's go. I didn't necessarily want it to be only my song yeah. stuff on my channel. I might use it for other things. But, um, you know, I, I might do part of my cooking stuff. And I might do just humorous things. Because I know some... Um, uh, stand-up comedians and um, you know who no, knows, they're just good. whatever. I like so, it. Uh, Why did you make your little Arkansas Shelly? Uh, I just went to Canva and just like turned something out. From here, it looks cute. Um, it's it's yeah. uh it's just a little like laptop computer and somebody yeah. with a pencil in their hand. It's cute. Um, but so I I don't know. I mean, I think I really wanted to just get us used to the process of. Of, because I, I heard you, Sarah, talking about podcasts, and heard you talking about your podcast podcast equipment, and somebody else I think was talking about. It, I can't remember. So I was like, let's just try it out, see if we suck at it, <laughs> and how do we, how do we get better? Um, <clears throat> but um, so anyway, like it's it's recording right now, but let me go back. But. You can make this your first one. You can call it the making of a podcast. Right? I don't even. I don't even know um, for sure. Like my son just came over and set up Ableton, and I don't know for sure how. To, it's kind of like Photoshop, where there's so many things to learn. But instead of images, you're working with audio, and you know I'm just right clicking on all kinds of things. I'm hovering over stuff and just to see what things do. Um, but. I mean, for me, what I want to do with the podcast is just, uh, what first comes to mind is like human interest stuff. You know, everybody has a story and they don't always tell you their story. You got to pull it out of them um, and ask them, you know, just open-ended questions and, and sit and listen, uh, which a lot of times people don't get that opportunity to just tell who they are and what they're about and where they came from and wh who were you 20 years ago though, <laughs> you know, as opposed to five. Um, and I mean, I think there's, you know, something interesting about everybody you're going to meet. Things that they, they won't tell you up front, but that, that they carry around with them every day. Um, and it may be something funny and it may be something like, whoa, you did that? And, um, you know, some amazing thing they did, or it might just be, uh, you know, some tragedy they went through and came out on the other side or they're going through right now. Um. I just want there to be some really insightful uh, information <clears throat> that that people are you know wanting to give from themselves uh, to help whoever's out there to either laugh or cry or get on through whatever they're getting through. So whether that has to do with Slane County or not, eh, maybe. Um, yeah, I think you have a huge platform that you could do a lot of things with with what you do. Yeah, probably a lot of people I'll interview will be from Sloan County. Yeah. So there's that. There's that connection. <laughs> I did a uh, an interview series called Celine 13. And uh, it was before Sarah was on. It's like a couple of years before Sarah was on with me. And I, you know, just struggling to make enough content and have enough time left in my day to, you know, make it work. And so I devised 13 questions that, you know, pulled out a little bit from people as much as they were willing to give. 
and they would just type in the answers like you were doing a Facebook survey, you know. Um, and that was pretty cool. Um, you kind of got to know some people that way. Mm -hmm. I did several, I don't know, maybe 20 or so, might be more, of those. And it, it's interesting to me to go back and look at them and yeah. see what their answers were because they might be in a totally different spot now. Um, some people were married then and they aren't now, or they weren't then they are now, and they, are, they have a different job, or, you know. So, that's interesting. Um, so, your dad said that he wanted to do a, a podcast. I wonder what he, what is he <coughs> wanting to get from it? Well, um, ours is called the adaptive space. And so, like, what he wants is, um, like, he wants, he went back to her. I know he went back to her, but this was something he put her in charge of. Because I don't know necessarily that I want to be the person um, doing it, but interview patients and hopefully, like, with their story, mm -hmm. um, can motivate someone else. Like, maybe, like, a um, new amputee, like a prosthetic patient that maybe has been a prosthetic patient for X amount of years, um, the struggles they've gone through. Someone else that maybe is new at APT can listen to it and say, okay, well, you know, this is where I, you know, where I can get um, mastectomy patients, same thing. Like, maybe yeah. some struggles with their mastectomy. Um, my brothers, have them get on there and talk about, like, um, with APTs, they have, um, after the amputation, they wear what's called a shrinker sock. And it helps them shrink, kind of like a compression garment. Mm -hmm. And it, they have to wear that so long before they can get casted to wear their socket. Okay. Because you don't want to make their socket if they're still shrinking. Yeah. So that confuses a lot of amputees on like, how long am I going to be shrinking? You know, so there's kind of like do one with Mike or Chris about the shrinker socks and the process of that. You know, just different things that there's always a lot of questions on. And we have some videos on our website, but a lot of times they don't go to that. You know, it's kind of like more people seem to be on podcasts now. Yeah. Scoliosis well, and for you, teenagers. Well, you can drive around and listen to it. Yeah. Not well, get pulled over. <laughs> well, and scoliosis with teenagers, I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, they're at their... I have it. Well, they're well, they're at their age where they don't want to wear a brace. Yeah. Because it's, you know, not cool. So you could get another teenage girl that's going through it and talk about mm -hmm. how it's affected their... You know, just things like that kind of motivation for other patients. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So <coughs> I went to a uh, uh, um, uh, doctor's appointment recently, and I won't divulge you know, family information or whatever, but I went to a doctor's appointment recently, and the, the staff there was doing uh, videos of patients and their parents, and, and um, they, they were asking people to say you know, <coughs> what it means to you to get a certain type of service in a certain way. And um, so to make you feel more comfortable as a patient. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll help out with that. And um, as I was tell talking, just talking about myself and my experience, the person interviewed me just started tears started rolling down. And I was like, well, I guess what I said was good. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but that's the reason they were doing it yeah. to, to impact people and let them know how important it is. Yeah. Um, and for their caregivers to, to get an idea of why should I do this? Yeah. You know. Um, well, and that's that so, actually also brings up another good point is like having a caregiver speak because people mm -hmm. forget about caregivers. Yeah. You know, I mean they're 
they're in it just as much as the patients. And we have a lot of patients, especially like the, the kids that are in the wheelchairs, you know, that they're like 15, 16 years old, but you have a mom that still has to change their diaper. Yeah. You know, that's a lot. Yeah. And these parents, most of them are single parent homes and they don't have any help, you know, but that would be someone neat to interview because, yeah, that's you know, rough when you're that's the rough one for doing them. It. Yeah. And just sometimes they just need to be heard. Yeah. You know? Well, um, yeah, I can see how, too, somebody has an early diagnosis and they know they're going to lose their leg. Maybe they have diabetes or maybe mm -hmm. something, an injury, and they know they're going to lose their leg and they're in the hospital and yeah. they're wondering what's going to happen next. It would be good for them to be able to just kick back <clears throat> and listen to a podcast about that, yeah. you know, and find it and, and, yeah. and go, okay, somebody's been through this and I'm going to listen to, you know, what. Yeah, that, that was my dad's done. whole goal with it. Um, so that's why he's so anxious to to get it back. Well, my dad, my dad gets passionate about something. Like he's like, I want it, I want it now. You know. So, I feel that. Yeah. So that was his whole intention. Yeah, right the there. American dream is not having everything. It's having everything right, right now. <laughs> yes, I get a lot of that from him. That's why I shop so much. Like, I want it. I want it now. Yeah. I've got yeah. to quit. I've got to find myself another passion. I've been known shopping. to make an impulse decision. I try to leave my my big money in the car. Or at home, so I just need to start shopping for other people. Sarah, did, are you? Did you get through? I'm your getting frustrated. Crisis over here. Oh, I'm also frustrated. Surely the pretzel chips helped you through that crisis. I mean, pretzel chips help with everything. <laughs> They're non-GMO. <laughs> so anyway, but I know. And Sarah, okay, I didn't introduce us. I look at the microphone like it's going to see us. Um, I didn't introduce us. So I'm Shelly Bull, and I'm with MySeline.com. And what are you? Who did you think I was talking to you? I did not know that you were already recording. <laughs> recording. recording. Yeah, I've literally <laughs> just yeah. been over here hustling on my phone. Oh, that's okay. Not even paying attention. We're talking, snacking, drinking, we, I and I poke you because you're getting through a crisis over there. Uh, but yeah, so I'm Shelly Poole with MySeline.com, and uh, this is Tanya Horton from, you better say the name of it because I got the words wrong. Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Pro Orthotics and prosthetics. Okay. <laughs> and then Sarah is with uh, Mycelene and also with Archie Travels. Yeah. And she likes pretzel chips. I do. They're uh, so good. It's these everything ones. I get, they're, they're so addictive. And uh, I see them in the store and Gray's like, here's the reason why Gray is so hesitant to let me um, buy these chips. Um, because I bought some and I, and I told him that I ate the whole bag and that I didn't need to eat anymore. And then it was a big bag like this one. And then I, I saw them in the store and they were all on sale, you know, two for one. And I was like, oh! Well, you have to buy them. And Gray hadn't eaten any of them yet. And he's like, you don't need those, Mom, because you said blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's cool and everything, but look at the price. And, <laughs> and so I brought home two bags. And, um, and then, of course, you know, we open it up and Gray starts eating them and he's getting hooked. He's on the couch, and I went in the other room, in the back room, and then I came back in, and uh, Gray was like looking at his phone, and the chips were on the coffee table, and so I ran up and I grabbed the chips and I ran towards the kitchen, but I was in socks. This rug wasn't here, and I slipped and I went <laughs> right on my face and into my knees, and I hurt both of my knees. And I was walking funny for a little while. This is like a year ago. I was going to say, is that what happened I with the foot? still not learned my lesson about, no, didn't even hurt my foot at all. But the knees, yeah. 
Um, so I was like, it's an old football injury. <laughs> and Gray's like, no, it wasn't. It's a bagel chip. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a bagel chip injury. Injury. <laughs> uh, I was like, well, it was everything flavor. <laughs> it's worth it. So, uh, so yeah, that's the history behind the, <laughs> those chips. But I don't care. I'm gonna buy them still. A bogo is very hard to resist, good, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, four dollars for two bags. You know how do you pass that up? So anyway, Sarah's here also. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Sarah's very frustrated. <laughs> take a deep, take a deep breath. Sarah, would you like me to help you? No, no. I have two square okay. accounts. I have two square accounts. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so Sarah uh, had thought about podcasting. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, we've talked about doing a podcast for Archie Travels, where we go around Arkansas and just talk to people about. Um, how they started their business or why they decided to put an Airbnb in their home or um, how their restaurant got started. Did their recipes come from their grandma or did they make them themselves? So <laughs> lots of lots of great folks here. You know, I I thought about, uh, you know, what, what happens when my kids get older and I have an extra bedroom? Should I Airbnb that? And then I'm like, no, it's just me here. I don't really feel cool about that. But when I lived in Los Angeles in the 90s, in the early 90s, everybody did that. Mm -hmm. Because really? you're just short on rental space and it costs too much to, to rent a whole place. Um, you know, we had a, I think it was a studio apartment, which means you barely get a bedroom. You know, there was, the wall was a, some vertical, vertical blinds. And so um, that apartment was like 950 in 1989. Wow. In 1989 and uh, it's designed for one person maybe two to live there um, we had four people in there um, but people will rent out just a room and maybe a bathroom and kitchen privileges hopefully bathroom privileges <laughs> <laughs> sure hope so <laughs> and and then you would still pay $600 a month just to use those things but for Airbnb, it's not somebody who's going to be there all the time. And it's like, can you trust these people? That's what I want to know. What makes you say, yeah, come on into my house and pet my dog and walk into my kitchen, use my you know, laundry facilities. If you're not going to be there, that's one thing. Because you can be insured against that. But human life is precious. So I don't know how people reconcile that. Hmm. I know we're talking about putting one on our property. We've got about four acres out in the country. And we want to do, um, we got some little vintage campers we thought about setting up out there i remember you getting cool. a camper so you've been yes. fixing that up uh-huh uh so what what all do you have to do did you just clean it out yeah we totally? pretty much gutted it um a lot had already been done as far as the electrical and plumbing um gas lines and stuff like that but we pretty much gutted it and are, are starting over from scratch Okay, so, and, and you're outside the city limits, so are, is your house on sewer or is it on a septic? We have a septic. So if you have a, if you have other residences out there, do you have to get another septic or do they tie into yours? Uh, I'm honestly not sure yet. We're getting ready to call and have uh, and somebody come out and give us an estimate on having lines run and what that's yeah. even going to look like. Okay, so. you should talk to uh, my sister-in-law about that. <laughs> okay. Because they, uh, they live in a mobile home on acreage and then they just had uh, my niece, uh, they put another mobile home on the property and my niece moved and, <clears throat> and they didn't realize, oh, we have to get a second septic. And then, oh, we have to have the electric company come out and put extra wires to their house. Mm -hmm. And so you have to factor in those costs. 
you know, go ahead and ask them now. Might as well. <laughs> before it becomes necessary. Yeah. Uh, but you could put a generator on it. Um, we've talked about putting solar on it, but okay. I don't think a generator would be cost effective. Yeah, I guess it depends on the generator. My parents got one. It was like $15,000. Um, did it, and it powers, you know, most of their home, I think. It might power their whole home. I'm not sure. But as soon as electricity goes out, it goes, you know, it's like one, two, bam, it's back mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, has one too. So, uh, wasn't that expensive? I, I mean, if you have medical equipment, yeah, that seems really it, expensive. Yeah, it is. It is expensive. <laughs> but if you have medical equipment that has to be working, yeah. then it's not expensive. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean that that's pretty cool. I would like to know what goes on in the minds of people that want to do that. I mean, I get it that you're talking about. It's going to be on your property and not mm -hmm. part of your yeah, old house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not in my house. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> but not not in your backyard. <laughs> no, pretty much right there, within a hundred yards, I would say. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I wonder uh, what type of person would want, uh, you know, that that experience that they want to be, you know, because you're outside the city limits, kind of in the country, kind of close to. You're still close to like a pizza place and then a grocery store. Yeah, what's great about us is that we are located directly between Little Rock and Hot Springs. So it's going to be fantastic for a couple or an individual, not a family. There's not enough room in the glamper for that. But a couple <laughs> or an individual to come and stay and be able to go to Hot Springs for the day, to be able to go to Little Rock or go to Lake Norrell is real close. So Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. There's a lot of people like to fish. Mm -hmm. Or someone visiting family. Yeah, yes. there's not room yes. you know, uh -huh. in their house for and they don't want to stay at a hotel. Yeah, I think I think it's awesome that, um, you know, just with technology in the last, I was going to say since the 90s, and that's 20 years ago, but it's not, it's 30 years ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's amazing that technology <clears throat> allows that sort of thing where they can seek it out and find it just so easily. Mm -hmm. um, just a little dot on the map. But... Um, yeah, um, I think that, you know, probably a lot of people have a reason to, you know, as part of their business, have a reason to make podcasts. You know, like, even if you're, the like, the cook at Waffle House, they have their own Facebook group. Did you know that? I no. think that's the awesome. people who work at Waffle House. Because you know they meet some people. Yeah. And yeah. You, they tell some stories. And then, like, have you seen the video where the guy... <laughs> The guy is at Waffle House. I don't know if this video is edited. He's at Waffle House, and like the cook and the waitress are having a fight, and they are slamming the crap out of each other. And the guy's like, "Oh, uh, can I get a waffle? <laughs> can I get a waffle?" And they're beating each other up. Like one wow. of his head is going into the counter. Uh, anyway, I have a um, funny Waffle House story. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> they used to have an all-you-can-eat, and so my brother, like a bunch of guys from work, would go at lunch, and they were having like a contest who could eat the most and so the next day they went back and they got banned they weren't allowed to come back in wow because of how much they ate yes because of how much they <laughs> ate and so of course of course my brother being how he is he went like all legal on them like you can't do that mm -hmm. you have this sign up you know you can't refuse service so they got rid of the all you can eat <laughs> because of your brother yes Yep, they got rid of the policy I mean, because of my brother. They, get, they need a trophy or something for that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they should have worn an award. In other restaurants, they, <laughs> they give you like free steak for a, a year or something after you mm -hmm. complete Or at least your meal's free. They were not allowed to order the all-you-can-eat, and then they got... <laughs> 
I got taken uh, off the menu. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it says all you can, this is how much we can eat. <laughs> yeah, this was like 10 years ago. Yeah, there needs to at least be a little asterisk. All you can eat up to this amount. Unless your name is this. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if this is your picture, you're not included. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's funny. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I think we've said enough for this podcast, you know, as, as the the intro. We're just practicing. Yeah. All right. Y'all got anything you to add want to close to it out? Well, I mean, I, I will describe, I will close it out by describing what's on the table. <laughs> Several, uh, let's see, about 10 flavors of lip gloss. Um, <laughs> chapstick. It's chapstick. 12. There's 12. There's 10 in 12. here oh. and you have two. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a couple missing from the package. Uh, we have some wine, some pretzel chips. We have some cheese dip, which I haven't touched yet, and a bag of chips, but I thought it was too loud for the podcast. Three. They don't want to hear us crunching? Three microphones, three, four headphones, a notebook, a glass of water, uh, Tanya's notebook and pen. Uh, oh, my notebook and pen, which I'm not using. Our cell phones, my mouse, both, <laughs> both pairs of my reading glasses that I have not lost yet. That's it for this episode. <laughs>